All right, welcome to the Bamfcast Variety Hour. Woo, yay. Number Woo. something. Bamfcast Variety Hour. Oh, 25. No. Sure, 25. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a monumental milestone. We can yes. rent a car. <laughs> That's the only thing that happens at 25, I think, is like your insurance goes out and you can rent a car. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah, still not at full capacity. BJ's missing. Yeah, it, BJ and I can no longer coexist on the same plane of existence. Right. That's for the best, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's working out all right for both of us, I think. They were in the same space earlier this week. Yes, that, I, I know. know what happens when that happens. I, yeah. I picked up an Xbox at his house. <laughs> he left it at the bottom of the stairs, and we talked up the stairs to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is how it friendship is in 2020. Yeah. yeah, fucking stupid world we're in right now. Yep, God. I'm surprised you didn't have to make like a, a you know a candy shoot for your Xbox and just send it down. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here it comes yeah. yeah. I just okay. It, brief aside, like he got he ordered one from Microsoft themselves, and then he ordered mm-hmm. one from Amazon. The one yep. from Microsoft had like this custom box around it with like actual dividers around to keep like the the inner box pristine, and Amazon was like a box that was twice the size. And there was like one of those little bundles of, of cardboard paper just kind of like yeah. chucked in there on that, one side. That was mine too. I, mine yeah. was also delivered the same way from Amazon that way. Yes. <laughs> which is like, fuck you, Amazon. Which is fine because like the outer box is a fucking beast. Like, I mean, it, like yeah. you're, you're never going to close it again because it's one of those things when you release the little uh, tape tabs, it just wants to jack in the box back open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like, so, but like the, it's a beast of a box. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's not, it's fine. But yeah. So, anyway, yes, I, yes, I mean, still alive. I think, I've I, seen him. I think the main caveat here is like I don't think we've watched a, a whole lot of movies and TV stuff because we've been video gaming or play, preparing to video game and well, that, we took or, a, we took a week off because yeah, uh, the world was on fire. Constant news coverage. <laughs> that, that too, sure. Yes, there was a little bit of that. It might have happened. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's going to be a smattering of coverage, and we're probably yeah. going to do a no quarters next week, perhaps more than likely. Sure, I think because, so. Because yeah. I mean, both new consoles will be out, and mm-hmm. yeah, all that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get. But we're not talking video games tonight. Uh, just mm-hmm. giving you the excuse of video games because. They've been taking up a lot of our time, so we haven't watched yeah. a lot of stuff. The excuse but, of video games. <laughs> but what have we been watching? Uh, well, I got some. Okay. Uh, I finished, I started talking about season two of The Boys last time I was here, whenever the hell that was. <laughs> when was the last time we had you on? <laughs> uh, it's been like a month, seriously. <laughs> but um, yeah, I finished season two. And that was one of those shows where it's eight episodes and seven of them are misery and pain and the shitty people doing everything they want and getting away with it. And then the eighth episode is like, here's all your payoff. Here's all of it. <laughs> Pounded into one hour, you know, and it's like, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like 2020 at this point, <laughs> except 2020 is still not over. So we'll we'll see where we end up. But, yeah, it. I see why so many people are much higher on the second season than they were on the first, because the second season ends in a much more satisfying manner that kind of like closes a lot of loops that they've had open since the beginning of the first season and obviously leaves places to go. There's one character thing that I was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. And they also kind of, (laughs) there's a lot of setup for something 
that they immediately cut off. <laughs> so I don't know if they're just like, no, nah, we're not doing that next season. And <laughs> that's that or what. But it it still ends well. You know, it, it, it pays off for all the misery and shittiness that you're putting up with. And hey, things are happening. So, you know, there's that. So it's like sitting through those seven episodes to get to episode eight. Have you watched the first season? It kind of feels to, like you I, have, I've to, tried to, watch you have to watch both seasons. No, I know. I just meant for you, yeah. I'm asking. It was worth sitting through the seven episodes that yes. you really seem to be pained about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, finally, like, all right, let's 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 do this. You know, finally, when we were getting to it. Whereas, like, Fargo, I forget which episode it was, but, like, we were watching and then the dog, like, was just being a pain in the ass. It's like, I need to go outside. Take me outside. And, like, you know, in the middle of the episode, I'm like, fine, I'll fucking take you out. And like, and I was like, man, and I was like, God, it sucks because there's probably only like five minutes left in the episode, but I got to take the dog out or she's going to go on the floor. And Jen paused it and it had been like 32 minutes and then, and it was like an hour and 10 minute episode. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I feel like I've been here for two hours already. So yeah, Fargo, it's a bit slow. It's a bit slower of a, of a, of a journey. So I don't know. I, I'm we're still catching up on that, but I'm still enjoying the acting in that. But yeah, the pacing is pacing's kind of hurting me, you know. And it's like, and especially in, in contrast to the boys, where there's like there's something happening every episode. There's no filler episode. There's no like, you know, oh we traveled through time and erased everything that happened this episode. Episode, you know, there's none of that bullshit like a certain other show which will not be named. But yeah, it's yeah. I I would say that it paid off for me enough to make the second season worth it and had me at least interested in where the third season could go. Which is more than I can say for most shows lately. (laughs) Most shows I hit the end of the season, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Like Westworld was like, I should have just been like, watch the first season and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need this. I mean, the second season. should have done that. (laughs) Yeah. The second season had that one absolutely fantastic episode that was kind of like divorced from everything else going on. Yeah, and all the main characters, and then the third season was just like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing, man. We we blew it. <laughs> they said make another season, so we were like, yeah, uh, what about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we wrote it on the bus on the way to school. Guys, it was, yeah. you know, guys, hear me out. East World. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Well, it, yeah. it wasn't even that. They were just like, hear me out. What if there's no West World? Yeah. What if What if we're done with that on the show <laughs> called West World? Cool. That, that's still one of my favorite tweets about Westworld was somebody just going, yeah, it's like, it's it's a place, it's a theme park with robot cowboys. And somebody responds, hey, that sounds fun. And the guy goes, it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that, that kind of describes Westworld. It was like, I just, I hate that they blew up the setup of that show so fast. Yeah. And and it's funny, you know, thinking about that and the boys where the way the boys is originally sold as far as a TV show goes is it's like we're the guys who when the superheroes get out of control, we we take, you know, we fix things. And it's like absolutely not. That is not what this show's about in any way whatsoever. And yet like apparently that's where the comic started and then that's kind of the point where they might have reached at the end of the second season, finally, where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they actually are going to become something where it's like, no, this is your job now, as opposed to just being like, no, we're just kind of murderers, whatever. So hmm. anyway, 
yes, there's my rambling. <laughs> okay. I, I got other stuff, but you guys go ahead. Well, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Chuck. Okay. Um, speaking of television, it's mm-hmm. best I got. Uh, on Halloween, uh, my family and I marathoned uh, The Haunting of Hill House mm. on Netflix from a couple years ago. Um, just one of the 90,000 Netflix shows that I was like, I will get to that eventually. And then two years later, I was like, I'm to this now. <laughs> um, that That is a really great self-contained season of television. Like, mm-hmm. can't really argue with any of it. Can't really point to anything and go, that was bad or anything like it. It is the it is not what I expected it to be. I expected it to be more of a of a we're in a house and it is spooky and oh no what do we do it is it is very lost ish bouncing back and forth between the timelines and this family mm-hmm. um all 10 episodes are directed by mike flanagan and i am oh mike flanagan uh-huh yeah uh, <laughs> i i'm in getting increasing to the point where i like when one director directs an entire season of television um all like all three seasons of Mr. Mercedes were directed by Jack Bender. Mm-hmm. You know, the dude when you're watching Lost and you see his name pop up, you're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be one of the good ones. Imagine yeah. that on every fucking episode of a television show. Um, I, 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 I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it's very film like in its consistency because of that, because you've got one person doing it all. Uh, so it's basically like one big film. You don't get. What you get with with shows that have all these other directors and sometimes you get guest directors come as like, you know, like when Tarantino directed an episode of ER, that episode of ER is weird. Like it doesn't Mm. fit in that universe at all because it's fucking Tarantino putting his his dumb 90s sauce all over it and it looks weird and doesn't feel right. And so it only works because of the actual script itself, not the filmmaking that he's done on it. Right. But so many shows have that where it's like, oh, now RoboCop is directing these two episodes for some reason. I don't know why, but that's somewhat distracting. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know. I, I think for a show like this, it is a a a very good thing to have one vision throughout this story because it's a, it's a complicated story that I think journeyman directors would come in and, and not really have a grasp of and just be going mm-hmm. through the motions. Uh, that's not to say every episode feels the same. Some of them are fucking crazy with the direction and the and the camera setups and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, there's one s- episode mid-season that has I, I, like four or five 20-minute takes. It, it's like watching a stage play. And mm-hmm. the, the, the set design and the, the, the way they are able to go back and forth through time in their storytelling while not breaking camera is remarkable it, it is just mm-hmm. it's a remarkable bit of storytelling uh for a spooky horror thing um and then ultimately it's not really about that at all so it's about the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it you said it's self-contained thing is it its own deal that eventually like there could be another season of that story or is it kind of like we told our story we're done here that that story is done. There's a second okay. season of that show, but it's a different thing. Uh, so it's it's like American Horror Story in that regard. In that 
they, they have they have told a story, but in the vein of this thing, we're going to keep it going. Here's another spooky house with a spooky family. Doesn't I American wonder, Horror Story just always have the same actress in it, but playing different it, parts or something? Is that for a is? while it did? Okay. Uh, Jessica Lange was in it forever. Oh, okay. um, I thought so. oh, I was thinking of Sarah Paulson. She's one of the more consistent people. Yeah, uh, that dude who plays Quicksilver is in. I've never actually watched seasons. it because, like, I don't watch Ryan Murphy shows anymore. But yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I learned this a long time ago. Don't ever get yeah, invested. Yeah, everyone reaches that point eventually. Yeah. I I bailed on American Horror Story after the second or third season. Mm-hmm. That show was just like, here's something gross, and it's like, yeah. okay, I don't I don't care. Yeah, like I said, I mean Ryan Murphy's clearly one of those people who just reads the comments and then just starts <laughs> tailoring the shows to exactly what the comments mm-hmm. are and never listen to the comments. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Nip Nip Tuck went real wrong. Yeah, I mean, look, I, mean, I know yeah. we we differ he, on when it went wrong, but. Did he make Pose as well? Yeah. Yeah. That That's one that needs to come back. So Jen has a show that she watches that I don't. So whenever I'm doing this, she has a show she could be watching out there and doesn't I, have to acknowledge me anymore. There have been a couple of self-contained shows that he has done in the last five years or so that I have enjoyed. The, the O.J. Simpson season was a really good season of television. Yeah, I think his first seasons are fantastic. Like before he gets a chance to read feedback. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I mean, it's like when he's just like, this is what I'm thinking of. And, you know, with no outside influence, they're usually great. I yeah. I will still go to bat that the first season of Glee is good. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but it's a, it's, no. it's, it's People a different, liked it. it's a different kind of show. <laughs> it's an underdog show instead of like a diva, like just song showcase. It's not about that, you mm-hmm. know, in the first season. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, look, we got to do American Idol every week or people are going to lose interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like no, right? right? It's not what I was watching. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But anyway, anyway yeah. yeah, it's you should watch that show on Netflix. It's really good. Is it gory or anything like that? No. Just more spooky. <sighs> Psychological. Yeah. Psychological. I'll say that. Um, it's also got a healthy mix of six feet under. Which okay. uh, is a terrific television show that is not a spooky mm-hmm. show. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by that. There, there were a number of times where I was like, "Man, this is like Six Feet Under," and Six Feet Under is really good. Mm-hmm. So I was not upset by that. Yeah, I'm sort of. I, re- I really like Mike Flanagan's output. Uh, Doctor Sleep was surprisingly strong. Uh, I really like Oculus a, a mm-hmm. hell of a lot. Um, Wait the this spooky mirror movie with uh, yes. Amy Pond in it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. I think that movie's neat. Okay. So I just remember kind of like, Oh yeah, it's, look, it's Amy Pond. Okay. That was, that was weird. Why was it produced by the <laughs> WWE? Exactly. <laughs> like It is like, there's a WWE yeah. logo that comes with. Oh, beginning. I know. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, is Bray Wyatt going to come out of the spooky mirror? <laughs> like, Doing backwards lobster crawl or whatever you call it. <laughs> backwards lobster crawl. Or crab crawling. Those are delicious. <laughs> crab, lobsters roll. Crabs crawl. Yeah. Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> what are you two talking about? I don't about? even know. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. 
uh, we well, you watched the entirety. I was watching it prior to this. I just mm-hmm. ran out of time because I forgot I had to run an errand um, and didn't uh. leave myself enough time. But uh, you watched both uh, the original and the new subsequent movie film of Borat. Yes, I have watched both Borats in this this previous week. <laughs> a tale, of, a seen... tale of two Borats, if you will. Yes, yeah. Jen had never seen Borat, so it was kind of like. <laughs> yeah, now you get to see where all the catchphrases and all the memes came from. It was the best of times. It was the yeah. worst of times. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and she would be totally lost watching the second one if she had not seen the first Borat. So, so many you know. details. Yes, yeah, so a lot of plot deep, points. Deep, there. intricate thing you must understand. <laughs> yeah, man, that first Borat is a time capsule and a half. Holy shit! Because it's just like, you know, it was just before the iPhone came out. So it was like people just didn't have iPhones or, you know, like it weren't recording everything. Uh, the end of the movie takes place in a tower records full of like CDs and DVDs and stuff. You know, it's just weird. But um, what are those? Yeah. But I, in comparison to the second one, the second one is probably a better made movie. And as far as like plot wise, it actually has one as opposed mm-hmm. to the first one where it was just like, Here's a string of gags, and we're just, we're in this location. Let's figure out what gags we can get out of it, you know. And the second one actually has a plot and feels like they were it was directed, so to speak. So it has that going for it. It's definitely not the catchphrase meme factory that the first one was, you know. The, the second one, it's not like that. It's it's hard to explain, but his daughter is a much bigger part in the second one to the point where she is almost the main character of the movie at, at it through a lot of it. And they had to just like have thrown a fucking party after her screen test or whatever, you know, or audition. I don't even know how they did it because they kept the movie secret for so long, but like casting her was like a fucking master stroke. Cause they're just like, Oh my God, we, we found another Sasha Baron Cohen. Who's <laughs> just this, this girl who's just willing to go anywhere. You know, to whatever it takes to get the joke, she's willing to go there. And it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. And it's pretty, there's some stuff where it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I cannot believe you people are doing this right now. I just. <laughs> well, there's a couple of them. I, like I said, I haven't seen everything, but there's a couple of mm-hmm. them. It's like, I, I, I think that's kind of part of the joke now is knowing where it's going and just waiting for it. It's like watching the slow car wreck. Oh, and yeah. Then- like the debutante ball. That and, like, well, that and like the setup uh, of the uh, the buying the the king baby cupcake or whatever, yeah, you oh, know, yeah. and like in the in the alley and shit. It's just like, oh god damn it! I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> like, yep. I, like before it happens, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, still just gonna I, uh, watch it. I also like that they acknowledge that everyone knows who the fuck Borat is, mm-hmm. so he can't go around as Borat. So it becomes the in movie thing is. Everyone knows I'm Borat, so I have to disguise myself so people don't think I'm Borat. And, like, there's a point where he has to give Borat pretending to do, to have a redneck accent, which is just this amazing little piece of just him just ad-libbing immediately with it. But it's just the way the way you imagine Borat having a, a redneck accent is better. <laughs> like, the way he does it is better than what you're imagining. My favorite thing that actors do is when they are doing an accent in a movie and then have to do another accent on top of that. Mm-hmm. That that just breaks my brain in terms yeah. of like how. <laughs> I 
I, I feel like it's it's one of these things like I, I feel like Borat as a thing and Sasha Baron Cohen along with him obviously is like I almost feel guilty if I laugh at half of the shit at this point because oh, yeah. I, I shouldn't be laughing but I I'm I this is not hyperbole I laugh for like three to five straight minutes after the debutante ball scene I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie like the, the like and I can't it's like it, it's not even the base thing that was going on it was the it was knowing these people like like mm-hmm. being around these kind of people my entire life and watching the southern politeness slowly fade away into horror and them just standing there dumbfounded because like and nobody's stopping it. Yeah, or and just like, like the, all the people that are like half clap, like that's the thing. It's just like their their hands <laughs> yeah. haven't dropped, and they're just like standing there open mouthed, and, and it's like that that just made me laugh uncontrollably for far too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's it's so base, it's so base of the humor, but, but yeah, yeah. Now this one's definitely more of a of a thing. Like it's it's more very much like set up punchline almost but if like if you can imagine the scenario itself is the setup for the punchline if that makes sense it's it's whereas it feels like the first one was more just like let's do some shit and see what develops Mm -hmm. where it feels like this one is more crafted as far as like all right we're aiming for this and that's how we're going to get there I, i strangely like would almost liken this to the to the bill and ted reboot thing here because it's like you have this original thing that is kind of it is much beloved, but it's like when you look at it, it's like yeah, but it was very much of its time. There was some very, you know, some some poorly tr- phrased things throughout it, and you know, and also how do you like, you know, how do you suddenly jump it forward to now while still remaining the, the same thing, but also like mm-hmm. having more heart because I think it's demanded, especially when you yeah. in, you know you enter in like the parent child relationship thing you know and and this is not to say like oh it's some sweet family movie like it's i'm not i don't mean it like that i'm just saying like it's it's this like it's weird because it's just like oh well like wow this is suddenly it has a weird sentimentality that develops strangely yes that you would not expect in a borat movie right that's what i'm trying i was trying to get at like you're like i'm actually almost feeling something from a movie that's just supposed to be a ha we got you dummy you know type of thing which is usually totally not my jam you know like it's just there's something appealing about, I guess, who he targets, you know, it's at what point did you stop watching just out of curiosity? Uh, uh, he, she was just getting dropped off by the babysitter <laughs> okay. um, and having a talk. And that's where I had to stop. Okay. So you hadn't hit the point where COVID actually happens in the movie and well, they have to no, deal with that. No, other than like, you know, Pence speech, him talking about it very erroneously okay. but yeah <laughs> yeah well, well i mean it gets to the point where he's wandering around the streets going i do not understand where everyone is you know and yeah no, I and yeah and apparently he meets two prepper guys and the real thing is he stayed with these guys for five days during covid and never broke character for five days like would go to sleep <laughs> wake up in the morning and be like oh fuck i have to be borat <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's like, and that's, and that's, I think the problem with watching Borat, at least for people like us, where we know how movies are made, you know, we are always like, Oh, where do I know that guy from? You know, like whenever we watch a movie, we're immediately, we're immediately Rick Dalton. We're like that, you know, <laughs> calling things out, <laughs> pointing at the screen. But you know, like when you watch something like this, it's like, okay, 
are these real people? Was that a plant? You know, like the babysitter Larry, it's like, apparently she was real. And I was like, thank God, because some of the stuff she says later is like, if it was scripted, it would be like, no, fuck you. But like, (laughs) because it's an actual real person saying it, it means considerably more than if it was a plant who just, you know, did this thing. And that's the thing is like, like with the prepper guys, like, you're just like, holy shit. Like, like how did they get releases for this? How do these guys agree to do this? The whole Mike Pence stuff, how does he not get arrested, like, immediately? Like, how did that happen? Like, you know, because I know he's just the vice president, but Secret Service, like... We're clearly the people that were escorting him out. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's like, how did he even get in the room, you know? like The funny thing is, is that I specifically remember when that happened. Mm -hmm. I remember people covering that speech and making a point to say, someone dressed as is in here disrupting things, and they had pictures of it, and everyone was like... Well, that was really weird anyway. And then, you know, six months later, it's like, ah, it was a Borat movie. You're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did they yeah. not get caught? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much stuff like that. And yeah, it's it. it that becomes the problem is going, OK, what's real and what's not? Mm-hmm. And wondering and, and how they get releases for this and just all that sort of stuff. It, it becomes a little tougher because of you know the way that this one's structured because it was it was directed by a guy who'd done like you know episodes of the office and done like episodes of nathan for you and those sorts of things so it's like he knows how to mine kind of like roaming roaming uh you know eye in the room camera type stuff right and nathan for you obviously is like knowing okay i've got this guy who's just going to push things in the most awkward area he can at every given moment and you know how do i make sure that i'm capturing all that correctly you know, it's just it's it's kind of this fascinating study, you know, honestly, like that A, these movies got made that, you know, that he's able to push things as far as he is, because there are some situations like in, you know, in both movies where I'm just like, he's going to get hurt. Like, like someone is going to attack him soon if he doesn't back off. And he just like that's that's the thing is he's not willing to back off, you know, <laughs> like that that fight or flight instinct doesn't kick in for him. Yeah, which I I don't know how you do that, you know, yeah. or just like or just be not being willing to break character because, I mean, there's there's a scene later on where he meets a Holocaust survivor, and I'll just leave it at that, <laughs> and he doesn't break character with anything he does, and if you know anything about the Borat character, you know that that's not a good thing for him to meet a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, which I mean, it. and she does like, and she is real because she gets a dedication at the end of the movie because she apparently she passed away like right after filming, like right after they filmed that stuff. Well, but it's like, how? As like, I said, how on earth? <laughs> grain of salt, everything I've said about this movie because I have not finished it. I'm just saying, like, so far, it's surpri- it's surprisingly heartwarming as much as something like that can be. Yeah, and the Giuliani stuff is weird too, because like it's weird being like because we all know and we've all seen like that that specific screenshot from it I have, yeah. and it's kind of like well it, where you been man <laughs> but uh you know well, it's like you're watching it like you know the whole interview with him starts and you're just like oh god oh god you know and you're just like it, there, there's this weird creeping dread happening you know and and then when it happens at the end it's like it really is so ambiguous it's not like you watch it and go oh yeah he was ready to get down you know it's like you you don't it's 
it's really it's it's one of those weird things that a it just yanks you right out of the movie because you realize what's happening you know and how it's been covered but b it's kind of like you really there is no as far as me watching it i really don't think there was a definitive answer for what where things would have gone from that point forward you know because i think i think that's one of the few times sasha baron cohen was like all right we got to stop this right now i see where this is going this has to stop right now and luckily he finds a way to do it in character as well as kind of in the context of what was happening anyway but yeah it's it's weird because and and i'll say this like i Rudy giuliani is a, a just a human piece of shit in my opinion but you know um, I'm willing to say I really I I don't know where that was going, and I'm almost like willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on as to how that scene plays out. And if anybody should be like, "Nah, fuck that guy," it's me. <laughs> the best part about that whole situation is that up until the clip started making this the the rounds online, Rudy still thought he was in some right wing documentary. That Borat just interrupted. Wow. He he the the reason he signed a release and all that stuff was because he still thought that what he had been doing up until that point was part of a legit documentary. And then a I, prankster burst in and interrupted that documentary. You know, and I can actually kind of <laughs> see where he's coming from with that somewhat, yeah. but yeah. It's just it's it's one of those weird things that's gonna like outlive the movie, most likely. Sure. And become this outsource, you know, out outsized thing compared to where the movie actually went, you know. So, so which one's better? I know they're both different, but which one's better? They're two really different animals, and it's tough to judge Borat now. Like it's like watching Austin Powers now. I was gonna say, like when that first, I would be curious if like he made one now, like how that would go over. I think it you would mean still Austin, like, you know, like Mike Myers if he made an Austin Powers now. <laughs> yes, I was going to say because he did oh, yeah. make a Borat movie. Just <laughs> that's all we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, but you know, because it's like when when pop culture has just bastardized something so thoroughly as they have Borat, like mm-hmm. like you know everyone's like my wife, but like that is like it's weird because it's like a mid sentence thing in a totally like non related scene near the end of the movie, right? Because he's he's saying something like I'll make Pam Anderson my wife. And that's it. But like everyone is going, my wife, you know, like it's, it's weird. And I mean, there's the scene earlier where they tell him his wife's dead. That is one of the best payoffs like ever because they tell him his wife's dead and he holds it for a beat and goes high five (laughs) with the guy. So, you know, that's like, that's the thing is like that stuff still hits. Like there are still so many just funny ass things, but there's also the ones where it's just like, you know, like when he's at the the southern the southern dinner party or whatever, and he just keeps being awkward. But it's like they're like, yeah, he could, you know, like like we could probably teach this guy to be an American, and he'd be he'd be all right. He's just there's a lot of cultural differences, and then he's like hired a prostitute who shows up, you know, as his as his dinner date, and then it's like, okay, you know, and everyone there immediately shuts down too, and it's like that's that's the thing where it's like you know, you had something and you could have kept it going and then you wrecked it by pushing it too far. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, they're both, I, I rated them both four stars out of five on letterboxd. They're just, they're very different animals because like the second one is very clearly like a directed movie. 
and the first one is just not the first one is very much like this is almost like jackass you know <laughs> where it's just they were yeah. going from place to place doing pranks so yeah yeah i i can it, it's <laughs> I, I i i like them both but yeah it's just it's tough to even judge the first one because of pop culture just like if i tried to watch austin powers now the first one i'd probably be like fuck everything you know <laughs> because so many unfunny people latched onto it and ruined it basically yeah i i still maintain i i, and I think i'm right about this is that there's another layer to the austin powers movies where if you can divorce yourself from all the bullshit that people latched onto, there are some still some really solid jokes oh yeah yeah, yeah. i i yes I agree. I mean, there's there's dumb things I still quote, and they're not the quote the things that most people quote. You know, right. like mm-hmm. I mean, the Carney's cabbage running joke throughout <laughs> all of it is just really dumb and funny, and I don't know why. Just for me, hundred percent. I know you hate Goldmember like through and through for some reason. That just the entire movie, I think. But like yeah. Michael Caine in that movie is fucking great, <laughs> and like when he just offhandedly sees Minnie Mary, he's like, "Oh, I thought it spelled cabbage." It's just like that coming back and paying off that way is just like all right <laughs> like there's just some really dumb funny things i like in that yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i i i should try watching all three again at some point because i should give gold member another shot but i i don't know what it was that turned me off about all of it sure you know there, like i said that there's, one, there's still funny things in it to me it just though. it I, I guess it's like it felt like it was trying so hard oh absolutely and and that's <laughs> the problem with it Whereas, like, I think the second one is the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it, and that one just, like, it, that one just, I don't know why, but it just, all the comedy in it feels effortless. And everything in Goldmember felt forced to me. Yeah. And I don't think Abs- I could properly, absolutely. what's that? No, it absolutely does. I mean, yeah they, yeah, they were clearly in that, like, I don't even know, like, there's there's got to be, like, some sort of word where you just sort of get so into your own bullshit that you just kind of stop caring you mm-hmm. know and it's just like well we just have to do this again and the money trucks will keep backing up and dumping more you know well like, and, I, and and i think that's what works with borat and having a daughter in the movie is that they're not forcing catchphrases and other bullshit into it you know mm-hmm. whereas i think that's the thing about austin powers as it went on it was like all right we got this new character and this is his thing you know and it's like all right this is going to be his catchphrase you know like I could you could just feel that as they were writing it, sure. You know, whereas like Borat, they actually feel like characters that they've you know that they've crafted, and it's not, you know, and it. I, I really, it's like I feel like when Sasha Baron Cohen was doing like the you know just great success, you know, all that stuff. Like I genuinely feel like it wasn't like he's like yeah, people are going to latch onto this and people are going to latch onto that, and that's I think that's the difference with Mike Myers stuff. Whereas I think he's like being a guy who was doing SNL for so long and doing characters that had like their thing, you know, like Wayne's world and all that stuff. I think that's how he approaches writing it is it's like, yeah, what are people going to latch up? What's going to be the catchphrase for this guy? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big difference. And I think that's why gold member doesn't work for me <laughs> is it feels like it's just a bunch of characters designed to do that. Oh, sure. But like I said, every almost everything Michael Caine does in that movie is fantastic and makes up for all of the like, just I don't know. We're doing here's our thing, ha! <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. kind of jokes. You know, it's not really a joke anymore. It's just like it, it, catchphrases are basically like, especially in sequels, it's like it, they're no different than the 
the un, not funny at all non-joke parody movies the mm-hmm. you know something epic movie not scary movie whatever you know like where it's just like hey you remember when this happened this other thing it's like that's not a joke you're just like doing a direct thing of another thing and that's not a joke like it's just there's no joke there like it's just do you remember this and that's a catchphrase is the same thing basically it's just i said this before remember oh i remember yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. you got me with with the catchphrase (laughs) yeah yeah but i will be curious to see what you think of borat when you finish it oh the second one yeah i mean like i said i just i like i said I, i forgot i had to run make an errand and i was like shit i didn't leave enough time to finish this Mm. uh things i have not almost finished there i've finished (laughs) everything that's available so far i think there's one more episode but the right stuff i talked about that last time i'm i'm Mm -hmm. enjoying that more and more like at at first it was it was kind of that safe tom hanks-ish documentary style feel you know like like band of brothers is like a, a goddamn dramatic masterpiece and the subsequent yeah. like the Pacific is pretty good but it's just also like I am watching a thing and this seems historically accurate like I'm just not as invested <laughs> in it as I was yeah. like Band of Brothers you know right and it's like the, I'm saying the subsequent Tom Hanks things just haven't had that oomph it's like well you get the look and you get the you know the people look like they're right but it, I was kind of getting that feel from the right stuff where I was like this all feels right like you you casted well these people look period accurate and yada 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 and like all of a sudden it was like by episode three or four it was like oh shit here comes the drama and i'm into it it's just like at first it was just like yeah i i am into this because you're you know doing a documentary style drama series of the space early space program obviously i'm into that but then it was like oh shit there's like i'm now actually invested in this just as a tv show not just from a historical context like this has gotten good so Hmm. Yeah. yeah, like really good, really good dynamic of people. And it is, I will say, like, if you go to watch it, you're probably going to get a little, maybe not everyone has this, but like my face blindness thing. There are a couple of the dudes that just look so similar that I was having very hard time telling which whose story was whose. You know, like now, like a couple episodes in, I'm like, I finally have like, okay, you're this, you know, you're this astronaut, you're this person, I know who you are now. But there was just, you know, when you cast a bunch of like, six foot tall white dudes you know from the from the 50 or late 50s early 60s they all kind of have a look you know and they all military, have buzz cuts yeah and, all yeah. buzz cuts tall, you know tall pretty in shape dudes you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah but it's like now i can like truly distinguish and it doesn't help that like a lot of them's like faults are the same things you know extramarital affairs and things like that it's like it was like oh this guy's off cheating on his wife again which one is he again <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah Mm. Which wife cheater was he? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm I'm into it now. Like it's it's a good dynamic. So, yeah. Well, man, aren't you so glad Mandalorian's back? Oh, that too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I was I almost forgot to even talk about that shit. Man, yeah. I, I haven't watched the second episode yet, but man, that first the, episode, I've seen the first one, the first one might be the best episode of the series. I agree. like that episode is so fucking good. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what the thing at the end is, but I feel like they could have made that a little more clear than it was. Only like at first I was like, wait, wait, (laughs) like who am I supposed to know? And then it like it clicked in my head, but it took like a few minutes. And then, of course, the end credits to go, Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah. I also, God, I love the end credits, how they use the, uh, the, uh, the animatics and the yeah. storyboards, yeah. Yes. you know, the concept art mm-hmm. from throughout the episode. It's, uh, it, like, I wish more shows would do that to be like, all right, look, listen, this is how we make it. And I've, I've heard from a few people like actually don't watch any of the behind the scenes stuff that they show because it kind of breaks a lot of it. I can see that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't so, watch any of it. I, mean, I don't, I don't wanna, want, I, like, I'm getting pissed off because I, I just, you know, this is kind of the mo- entire mantra of, of 2020 and even a few years before, but, like, why can't we just fucking have nice things and leave it be? You know, like, why does everybody have to fuck anything that's fun up at, at some at some point? Because, I mean, it's like, you know, there were, like, stories coming out before Mandalorian premiered. It, you know, clearly there was whatever bullshit Gina Carano's been saying. or So it's like that taints, yeah. you know, put some taint on it. Then there's, like, these rumors of, like, Pedro Pascal's kind of being a, a prima fucking Donna about this whole thing. And, like, he's not even, like, barely involved with the show anymore and stuff. Did you hear this? Like, I don't you know, I, I, I don't know if there's any truth to this. I'm just saying, like, why can't we just fucking enjoy a thing? Like, why can't just something stay pure like i you know like because people are required to post a certain number of stories a day on all these fucking garbage websites and so that's what sure. they do anything Content. gets you know a, I, I just a, don't a single tweet by him will get a full you know 800 word story I, I, for no I just, fucking reason i cannot imagine like i i can't imagine how much of a piece of scum you would have to be to like like accept a job and accept your that your job is take thing people like and i have i don't care you know like and just be like well how can i ruin this essentially you know like because that seems to be like the you know the tmz motto of like well you know people sure are enjoying the west wing let's figure out which one of the actors is fucking doing heroin or whatever and tell everybody about it you know and it's just like Fuck, you know, like, like huh? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, like, I'm saying like, it, it's just like, wow, everyone's super positive on this thing. I must find, I must, there must be something wrong mm, about sure. it. And then, you know, let's, you know, and that will get the clicks because it's like, it's popular. And it's just like, fuck, like, can we just enjoy anything? Like, here's, here's the thing though. The, the Star Wars fandom at this point is so unbelievably broken. Sure. Yeah. That, that you could, all you have to do is, is post a Star Wars story and just take, do a take either way. Like, Star Wars is being ruined, Star Wars is saved. And you've instantly got all eyeballs on it. I, I know. Doesn't matter. And I mean, it's not anything to do with the showrunner or anything like that. You know, like Gina Carano said whatever dumb she, shit she said on her own. You know, that was yeah. she her. She did, yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm just like, ah, I just, it, it just pisses me off. Like, I, you know, I, I just hate that we're like in this. I'm not saying I want to like go back to sticking my head in the sand and like pretend everything's awesome and, you know. Lego movie this bullshit but like you know Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like can we not just have something that's for once like can stay semi-pure like especially in a a dark time like this you know it's just like Mm -hmm. can we just have the Mandalorian come out and we're all like fuck thank you like more Star Wars and it's good (laughs) uh, I I fucking needed this you know like (laughs) I mean it's and that's what's sad too is like the state of Star Wars thinking about that because I have friends who I'm like seriously Mandalorian is the best Star Wars thing since Return of the Jedi easily and they're like I don't care fuck Star Wars now man I I just don't care anymore and I'm like so you got a space western (laughs) slash samurai slash whatever you know lone wolf and cub you got this whole thing here and you won't watch this 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, the new movies, I don't know, what the fuck. Like, it's just, it's all dumb now. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm not going to push <laughs> this point, but you just like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're missing out. But like, well, if you I, don't watch this, you're just you're straight up missing out. And I mean, I could say it more like you know, in the parallel, you know, stupid where you have to have a fight and pick a side thing. Like, I've tried twice, three times now to get into Star Trek Discovery, and I just can't fucking do it. Like, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I am. Like something about watching that show is just like kryptonite to my eyes. Like I don't understand it, and I I can't even like quantify it. Like I I just don't like anyone on the show. Like I can't like I can't identify with a single character. I hate everybody, and yet, you know, it wasn't like oh well that's bad, so I'm not going to watch Picard. You know, I watch Picard in entirety. I don't know if I think it's the best Star Trek thing ever, but it's not like because this thing didn't work, I'm suddenly like I'm off Star Trek forever. It's clearly bad now, or I wouldn't watch another JJ one or you know. Kelvin verse, whatever you want to call it, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm saying like I, you know, a bad thing does not ruin everything to me. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. guess I can get it. You know, because yeah, I mean, when prequels came out, it was kind of like, well, phew, Star Wars for my childhood sure feels tainted in some way, and it was dumb. <laughs> it was a dumb reaction, but it was just like, you know, it's like, well, it's still it's, the correct reaction. <laughs> yeah, I just like, fuck, I, you know, like I mean, it's like, wow, I, I feel like I was super into Star Wars, and just like you really took the piss out of this, like for mm-hmm. a while, you know, just like this isn't fun anymore, and. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. the right reaction to that is, oh, okay, this is no longer for me. Right, that's kind I'll of where I got on. to. And then, and, and then, if they're going to keep trying it, I will just keep sampling it and be like, but okay, that doesn't like you know the prequels don't work for me, mm-hmm. but Rogue One works for me, Solo sure. works for me, The Mandalorian sure as hell works for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's what I mean. Maybe like in 1999, me being younger and you know it being fresh. Like if there had been something like Reddit and a more readily available group of people, like-minded people to like get our pitchforks and torches and stuff, I, you know, I might've gotten more angry about Star Wars at the time, but yeah, eventually like by episode two, you weren't on alt.net.starwars. Yeah. (laughs) Dot fuck Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, I I guess maybe I would have joined in that, but like by episode two, it was just like, well, you know, I'm going to go still see this because it's fucking Star Wars. But like, you know, my expectations just kept getting lower and lower that by the time episode three came out, I was like, all right, that wasn't bad. (laughs) Like my, my expectations are like this. That was fine. I guess that was a pretty good way to wrap this bullshit up and get to where you need to go and no and all that, you know, but like, you know, at the end of the day, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't care that much anymore. Like it just, it, it kind of actually, like, I feel like that's actually one of my best life lessons really was like, it's just sort of, I felt like that whole thing taught me to temper my expectations for all things fandom related. Like now don't ever just like get so involved in hype. That you're just like, oh, God, it can't live up to my expectations and it sucks, you know, and, and you know, for the most part, I've really tried not to do that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I get susceptible sometimes. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm just surprised all the Marvel movies have generally been OK to great, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, because like every single one I'm like secretly I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> they're all at least fine. I, I, one of the most important things I think about the season premiere of the Mandalorian is that once again, John Leguizamo has this late career thing about him where I'm like, I like you. <laughs> I hated you for 20 years. And now everything I see you in, you're like, you're good. <laughs> who, who is this again? John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. This is recently yeah. like what he was. He's he in was the first the, episode. He was a character in the very beginning of the episode. Oh. Yeah, like the little prologue sequence. 
Oh, prologue sequence of the first episode? Yep. Yeah. Basically where he goes into the fighting ring. Right. And... He's Oh, so he's like the alien dude that was just yep. like, yeah. why are you talking business so fast? He's that guy? Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like trying to figure out which part you were talking about because I, I think I was looking for him, not alien version of him. And I was like mm-hmm. thinking of makeup, dude. But that was like clearly yeah. all CG, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I wish it, I wish I hadn't found out who the marshal was in that episode as well beforehand. But it would have Twitter, been nice to like, have been... like by by fucking 9 a.m. on Friday. They were yeah. like, dude, um, check this out. Didn't didn't get spoiled for me. But the second the voice happened i was like i know who that is <laughs> i mean that was just like it was just one of those things like i immediately like i yeah. all i heard was like you're like man i wish i didn't know who was in this and i i thought it was somebody different because there's been the, like a long-standing teased who's going to play somebody in this season mm-hmm. of the mandalorian thing and i just thought you hadn't heard of that and they showed up right away in the first episode and i was like oh that's unfortunate that that got spoiled from but i don't know again kind of like you're me not seeing the Rudy Giuliani thing. I don't know how you hadn't heard the one I'm talking about, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so I was just like, well, that's, I guess that's unfortunately got that spoiled in the zero hour, but I didn't know who it was or what I, so I was actually expecting what I had in my head. And so mm-hmm. when that voice right. showed up, I was just me like, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, you're Rick Dalton pointing at screen. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I, well, it's just, yeah. That person's. I've watched a lot of their uh, stuff here lately, so just mm-hmm. took like one word coming out of their mouth, and it was like, "All right, know who that yep. is." Got it. <laughs> yeah, and that's a case of too. It's like I, I feel like I need to watch each episode as soon as it airs because I don't want to know when that character comes back. Mm. Yeah, you know, if that character even comes back at all, you know, absolutely, just, that character comes back. You know, this it, show. The show is make a bunch yeah. of friends, and then they all come together in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, that that shows it's something special. I mean, it is really, it is. It's not up its own ass about Star Wars stuff. It's it's laid back. It's it's cute as hell. Just uh, you know, <laughs> I want to be cynical about things, but you know, the child is the <laughs> cutest fucking thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just like get the- my animatronic one right now. <laughs> You have one, yeah. Of course oh, you geez. do. I've had a pre-order for like a, I had a, I had a pre-order for like a year. <laughs> like as soon as they announced yeah. it, it was like you know it was it was from like last Christmas where I was like, "Where's the stuff?" And like they're yeah. like, "It's coming." And I was like, "Bye." Yeah. It's... Like on one hand, it was good on their part that they didn't license it right away so that it would stay secret. Sure. But then it was like two <laughs> seconds after that first episode, you're like, "I oh, must God. buy Give one of me. these." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Mackie, like you said, I think you said on Twitter, like how they don't have a playset with that thing in the spittoon. And oh, I said that. I think. Yeah, oh, no, I said okay. that on Discord. Yeah, I was like, you know, okay, how long before that's a right a, a piece of merch you can buy? Yes, like it's basically like a little Jack in the Box just <laughs> comes out of the spittoon. Right. <laughs> it's a bank. You put your coin in oh. it, and it goes down, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like. Whatever they want to have John Favreau launch next, let's let him do it. Well, I think, yeah, you he's, know, he's I launched think two great things. I think <laughs> it's more Dave Filoni for the Mandalorian, but yes, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, don't I, know. I, I think Favreau like pulls the clout, and then but okay. yeah, Filoni for sure. Like he's clearly someone who's known what he's doing for a long time and has you know such a such a heart for all the Star Wars stuff. Like you know, I've, I've seen some of the clips that they post, I guess, from that behind the scenes show. 
like where he talks about the prequels and he actually like is able to rationalize things that happen in the prequels and he's like and make them sound like good things you know <laughs> and it's like that's a talent you know that is a talent yeah. to be able to to take those and make them have deeper meaning and not in the shitty letter letterbox five star review way that so many prequel apologists latch on to mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's like yeah you know like yeah i don't even want to get down that rabbit hole again but yeah i wish i could get into clone wars like i there's something about that the early version of that style of animation that doesn't work for me and the fact that it's all prequel world related it just makes it a tough sell that i've tried several times but yeah rebels is great like once i once i got over the that kind of semi chintzy cg look i mean it's not chintzy it's just i don't know what the right word is it's just it's different from what cartoons are supposed to look like to my old man eyes, you know, the sort of thing. Powerpuff Girls esque. Yeah, and... I mean, it's just it's more of that like, oh man, you finally got reboot looking right, <laughs> you know? Like it's, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, like that. I'm just saying, like it's that early, like oh, this is what CG computer generated graphic yeah. t- cartoons are gonna look like. This is shitty. Um, you know, but it's Beast like, Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like from that early era where it was like, mm, now you, well, you finally fixed it at least, I guess. But I'm still not sold. But yeah, yeah I mean, otherwise that show's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I were to do that, like I could probably skip Clone Wars, just go straight to Rebels. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, other than fuck, I mean, you you know the the, the long standing thing. I can't talk around this anymore. Like, I just. Uh, the same character that's supposed to show up in the Mandalorian played by live action mm-hmm. person yeah. is also in both of those series. But other than that, and like a couple of clone reference things here and there from characters that were, you know, in Re- uh, clone wars, it's mm-hmm. like, you, there's no connection. I mean, uh, rebels all takes place in like, uh, I think just before episode four, like, yeah, I seem to remember everyone saying it was between three and four. Yeah. It's like it's like just before episode four is going to happen. Basically, is like the time period it mostly takes place, and then it it jumps ahead some time to more familiar mm-hmm. times. But yeah, so I mean, there's like you know, so it gives them the license to like have OG trilogy characters show up and not be weird or forced or anything like that. It's haha, yeah. forced, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I, I you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, Rebels is great. Like I said, just prepare yourself because it's going to take a little while to get used to that. That cartoons look like that now because like it did for mm-hmm. me, but like the story won out at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm due to go on a Star Wars deep dive again. Well, I mean, if you like Mandalorian, I mean, here's half the creative team's previous thing that was yeah. pretty great. <laughs> I think I might wait till Mandalorian season one's or season two is done. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because there's going to be a, a glut. There's going to be a, a lull of content mm-hmm. there. And you've got, yeah, exactly. you've got the Disney Plus, so it's all there anyway, including the season they made just for that, I believe. Because, you know, they never really got a proper ending. It kind of got yeah. sort of canceled, and they gave them one final season to kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking right. of wrapping it up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's a good one. That guy. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> good work. <laughs> Yeah, all of our contact information is over at the website, bmfcast.com. I mean, otherwise, like, you know, yep. most things, it's slash bmfcast. Yep. Uh, is it, depending on what <laughs> state that site is in right now? What? No, it, oh. What? 
Yeah, all the socials, just stuff. go to whatever slash BMF cast. <laughs> Generally find speaking, us. yeah, BMF at BMFcast.com. If you want to email us, uh, 910-556-9263. That's 910-5JOCKS-BMF. If you like mm-hmm. the letter thing mm-hmm. to remember. Can uh, leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, none of us answer it. It's just straight to the voicemail. Leave one. It, 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 we will play it on the show unless you say don't. <laughs> but it would be weird because you could just send us an email. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, go to Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast. Bonus content: Doctor Who podcast. Early access to uh, BMF Extra, yeah. which mm-hmm. is YouTube. Chuck and, Chuck and I basically do a, almost a whole other. Well, we do like a more like a focused like first half style extra episode. Mm-hmm. If, if you both, are missing yeah, proper our normal cast. show that, that's been gone since COVID took over our lives. Right. Subtract two hosts and <laughs> maybe a more questionable film or maybe a really good film. Yeah. Sometimes we have to watch real good movies to get to the like 15 shitty sequels that they made after it. Yep. Yeah. So. That's like, what that is. Like sometimes trying, you have, to, sometimes you have to watch alive. the Poseidon Adventure to get to like beyond the Poseidon Adventure and the remake <laughs> and the TV movie and stuff. So. Yeah, starring the goot. Yeah. Yeah, beneath the planet of the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> yes. War, yep. war for the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Escape from the planet of the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> God, I have all those apes movies. I should watch those at some point too. What, the old ones or the new trilogy? All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the old ones. I never and finished the, new the modern. Yeah, I never finished the modern. Yeah, I and I think they actually gave me the Tim Burton one in the pack that I got too. So. Oh. I haven't seen that oh. since the theater. The one that's that fucking ki- sucks. Yes, the one that's yeah. kind of <laughs> that sort has of related. The biggest to the fuck truth. you ending of all time. All time. Makes no sense. Fuck Makes you. Zero fucking sense. <laughs> yep. I still like I still think that the Tim Burton one is still in the same universe as the new trilogy. Like somehow I like, really? I feel like I no, I feel like it's like slightly acknowledged that it exists. Like cuz I know I watched the uh, James Franco one. Mm-hmm. And I and I watched I think the second one because it had Gary Oldman in it. I don't I know I definitely never watched the third one, mm-hmm. but like, I don't remember shit that happened in the second one because it just like the first one's actually pretty good. The James Franco one's like not a bad. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, um, it's got John Lithgow. So, apparently, yeah. they're all varying all, degrees of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was just kind of one of those like yeah, there's a lot of things happening. I yeah. don't really know what's and, happening in the plot. And, <laughs> and I've seen all the originals, but I saw them like in the late '90s, so it's been a long time. But man, like those later ones are just like <laughs> they're so good. They're they're so good. They're so bad. But yeah. like like especially, I want to say, is it? I know there's the one where they like become like ape celebrities. Oh, that's the third one where they travel back in time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the time loops around and it becomes just real. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but the last one is like the one where they're like, "Listen, we've got about seventy five dollars." Well, they basically had to. Can we make a Planet of the Apes movie? They had to make it with the costumes from the TV series, but it was like they, which didn't work very well when they were made for the actors to move their mouths, like when they were actually custom made. But then when Mm -hmm. they're on totally different actors, they didn't work at all. So basically, the mouths didn't move at all. And I think that was War. I think War was the last one. I I think so. Battle, battle, battle. I I can't remember if the if which is the fourth or the fifth, but I know that they were like there were like three sets total in one of them, and I was just like, oh my god, like they are literally like this is the entire movie, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) Conquest, I believe, is the last one, and that one's like, yeah, they had no money. Yeah. Wars though, uh, from the new trilogy. <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was Planet was of the battle Apes for the Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and or Battle no, Escape, for the Planet battle of the Apes. Is one of them. I don't okay. remember where it is though, but yeah. I, I apparently own all of those. They are all sitting on my voodoo just waiting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should watch those too. They're real good. 
<laughs> I've seen them all. I, yeah. I, yeah. Own, I own the box set somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, the, not the monkey head one. They had they had one that was like, I didn't buy that one. Yeah. But anyway, if you want random deep dive stuff like that, like about what Amityville is that? Is that your most watched of extra? Is the Amityville yeah, series? It's got to be. It's got to be. That's right? the most entries, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's got to be. Although, because yeah. I mean, you guys got to like Amityville Garage Sale and other stuff. Well, right? it's not actually called that. That's just what we call everything after four. <laughs> yeah, like the four starts the garage the, sale. Four starts the garage sale, and then it's just like, oh, we got the cuckoo clock from the Amityville house. Uh oh, now our house is haunted. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We we watch a lot of those. Uh, Universal Soldiers creeping up into number of entries, yeah, so true. we will have finished that one by this weekend. Jesus, yeah. that that series sucks. I mean, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Goldberg yeah, one the- is fantastic, but yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad, but that's the most entertaining one of all of them. Mm-hmm. Even the original, yeah, like, the original goofy as shit. The original one's like not even that great a movie. It's it's, you know, yeah, the original's fine. Yeah. The immediate sequel is pretty damn goofy, and then everything after that yeah. is like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, I want to make a special note, by the way. Kino Lorber apparently has Action USA streaming now. So however, however it works with them, go to their site, Action USA. Can you... Like, does it mean it's available for sale like digitally? Like, I can own it forever? I think so, yes. Okay. I, I mean, streaming's great. I mean, don't get me wrong, but that is one I would buy to keep yeah. in my library if possible. Yeah, that's just one of those where like, we've been like, is there a release somewhere? And apparently Kino Lorber has the rights I mean, for it now. Does that so. mean they have a disc too? I mean, I, I haven't looked too much into it. I just saw it okay. earlier today. I was like, oh my God, Action USA. Oh, right. It's making the it's making the boutique oh. theater yeah, rounds. Did, did, okay. uh, uh, um, Draft house, find it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Probably. So that means there will be a Blu-ray at some point. So yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making the theater run according to Kino Lorber. Yeah, Kino Lorber. So keep an eye on that one house during the uh, station wagon chase because yeah. somehow they blow that house the hell up with a station wagon, <laughs> and it is glorious. Yeah, this was yet another one of those things where I saw it making the rounds. I was like, ah, we did that ten years ago, guys. Yeah, is it? It's literally ten years. I mean, that's like, that's literally something we discovered. As in, I found that on VHS at a flea market uh-huh. or somewhere, yeah. and I was like, it says Action USA, and then has an action sticker on it. <laughs> I yeah. have to buy this. In case you were confused, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to buy this, and we're going to watch it. <laughs> And we didn't know. I the, mean, it, the action is not ironic. This is actually Action USA. Yeah. Like, they, you know, just in case you weren't sure what what genre to find Action USA at the video store, it's got a sticker for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I literally discovered that movie. Like, just like, well, yeah, shit. just like Roar. Whoever sent us Roar was mm-hmm. like, listen, nobody's ever heard of this. You have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, it was like five years later. Everyone's like, oh my god, Roar. Yeah, these just, people lived with lions. We're like, yeah, we know it's horrifying. <laughs> I, mean, I figured, I figured, action USA, USA was going to be like, I like it, to me, it's actually like strange. Like Miami Connection is another thing that got discovered or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, that's clearly like just some dudes in a couple of rooms at a place, like just shooting a movie on the fly. You know, but like Action USA still feels like a movie where it was like, no, there's a crew there and they planned this. <laughs> like, it doesn't just feel like an improvised thing where they're just yeah. like saying nonsense, like like that's actually a movie <laughs> like yeah so i mean yeah. like what's left of our of our holy grails at this point it's it's going to be order of the black eagle and unmasking yeah. the idol mm-hmm. somehow getting copies of those somewhere yeah um i would say omega cops up there mm-hmm. yeah 
otherwise it's like a lot of stuff people have finally found you know like hard ticket to hawaii and all those like you know all the sedaris stuff people have embraced yeah, that's the only one that's gotten like a blu-ray transfer and stuff right like hard ticket or have they started doing the other ones too uh i think they're... i think they did malibu express okay they're all out they're past where we have seen oh in in, in blu-ray so format okay there are now blu-rays of sedaris movies that we have not seen yet oh okay, okay then that's what happens when you're sidelined for nine fucking months. <laughs> well, hey, man, hopefully that's over if the coup fails. So if the coup fails, <laughs> well, we're literally waiting to see if the coup fails. Right. I know. Now. Like, I know. Like, and everyone, I just love on Twitter. Everyone's like, you need to be paying attention to this. And I'm like, I am. What can I do? Tell me, how can I stop the coup? There's Tell a coup, me. but what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. There's a coup. What do we do? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like I voted. You you asked me to vote. I voted. Like yeah. I'm, I can't go protest. I I live in Florida. I, swear I love how fucking stupid paralyzed we are as a country. Where it's like there's a coup happening, huh? Uh, there's yeah. nothing I can do. Like, <laughs> you know, but I mean that's that's the thing. It's just these people are like I'm from Brazil. I've seen what coups how coups look, and it's like this is what's happening. I'm like, yeah, we know. Yeah, that, that's yeah. you're exactly right. That's that's the playbook they're doing it. Is there literally I, yeah, again, you're, are you talking about? You pointed at life and you said, oh. "That's it. That's a coup." <laughs> Look, I've been blissfully off the internet today. Is there an actual coup happening? Or are you just talking about like the, the, the orange Trump bastard? Has told, Trump has told different departments to proceed as if his February plans are in place. Okay, yes. so we're just we're, it's not and so much not a doing coup. any transition stuff, and all the Republicans right. are saying only the media has declared the election. Right. There's still a lot of fraud. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah. what's going to happen is come January 21st, he's going to say, I'm still president and everyone's going to go, OK. And 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 people on cable news will be like, well, this is wrong. And everyone's going to go, yeah, it is. No, but, no, they'll say this is unprecedented. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. of course. These unprecedented. I times. just yeah. wondered if there was like an actual military or armed coup. The, the troops haven't rolled out yet, but That's he's putting asking. the pieces in place to make that happen. Right, because yeah. he fired everyone at the Department of Defense. Right. I'm, I'm, yes. I mean, this is more like a, a, a delusion than a coup at this point. <laughs> but a yes, collusion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. There's a there's a stage beyond coup is like it implies like things shit is actually happening. Not just it like is, a, a, yes. Things are moving into place for it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. In the wrong circumstances, it is entirely plausible that it could happen. Sure. Yeah. And real, real fast, just to close out the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this yeah. is how we always I, lead out. I I just want to say, um, you know, for the, we have been very political over the last four years. It creeps into almost every podcast we do at mm-hmm. some point for good reason. Uh, but you stuck with us if you're listening to this. And I really appreciate you for being a good person and being able to handle the occasional sentence of, hey, the president's a piece of garbage. And your brain doesn't explode when you hear that. You're like, yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> yeah. So if you're still listening and you were able to tolerate hearing some some decent people say, hey, our president's kind of a shitbird. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, we look forward to a day where you don't hear anything about the president. Yeah. You know, that's that the best be nice. thing we can say about the president is hopefully we can go a week and go, I don't know what the president's been up to. Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> Policy meetings? <laughs> I need like a yeah. president buster, like, you know, best not seen or heard. <laughs> right. Yes. <Yeah>. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's what Very I want. Good. Just like, yeah, President mm-hmm. Buster's up there doing, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And Let's give him a hand. What? 
<laughs> and yeah, I, I guess we'll be less political then because we won't, you it's know, a presidential hey, seal. All the oxygen won't be sucked up by it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, you, thank you for saying that, Chuck, because, yeah, it's it feels good right now to hopefully be in a place where this is over soon because <laughs> it yeah. feels like like I, I think about I think we did no quarters the day after the 2016 election. And we were just like somber day, amigo. Yeah, <laughs> that's our best episode title. That is, ever. yeah, that might be the best title under the worst circumstances. Because <laughs> I was expecting to have to do the no quarters one last week, and it would just be somber day, amigo too. You know? Right. <laughs> so at least there's not that, but yeah, but yeah, but it's still, you know, it's it's really it's disappointing to see that. It was that close, you know, I mean, that that's all I can say is I, you know, people talk about bubbles and maybe we're kind of in one and maybe the people that said fuck you to us and, you know, left a bullshit cowardly one star iTunes review and then <laughs> peaced out, you know, maybe they're in their own bubble too, but it just, it felt like this should not have happened this way. It shouldn't have gone down like this, you know, it should have yeah. been like people go, oh yeah, that guy's a racist fascist piece of shit. This is America. It, no. But, you know, 70 million Americans said, that's my guy. That works. You know, and the ones who who voted like, well, you know, it'll really help my portfolio if he stays in office. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, too. <laughs> like, uh, actually, fuck you. If more. all the other stuff wasn't the deal breaker, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. I mean, honestly, fuck you more. Because like I said, like yeah. to me, there's there's something, I don't know, yeah. not tolerable, but like something at least wholesome about an honest racist. <laughs> like yeah, someone is just it, like, yeah, I'm racist, and it's like someone who owns well, their bullshit. Yeah, like, it, it was, yes. okay, like you, you're just you accept that. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Now I, at least like, you're, you're you're being you're out there. <laughs> you're an awful person, but at least you're upfront about it. Right. And you're not doing this whole song and dance about how like, no, whoa, I didn't mean it. Like you're snowflake. It's like yeah, no, just sarcasm. if you're racist, just be fucking racist and own it. Yeah. Watch some black exploitation movies. They'll show you how to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, those motherfuckers. <laughs> And then Jim Brown will beat you to death. Yeah, and then somehow eventually vote for vote you. For it's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah it's it's real strange how that works. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I just the sad thing is, I know this isn't going to be over by next Black Exploitation History Month. We're going to hit a year of basically yeah. not being able to record together in the studio, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But please understand that I have already planned for whenever we get back. Oh yeah, going I know. To be Black Exploitation History Month. <laughs> So yeah. we we will have a year long reset where theme months aren't going to matter. It's just going to be like, hey, guys, look, I have found a year's worth of movies that we need to watch. And here we go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. All right. Well, I can't in, wait. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get out of here, shall we? Let's. Sure. All right. Well, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out.